0: Hey, what's going on? Ones and twos. As always, welcome back to another exciting episode of my radio podcast. Hope you're enjoying the content that I'm putting out. It's being very consistent. It's being very on time. I know all y'all got to do is hit the refresh button on a Monday going into a Tuesday. And then, boom, another episode of my radio podcast. Um, That being said, I don't want to hold this guest up anymore. Um, We're going to start the show uh, right... Wait a minute. Can't start it right now until I get get my drops right got to get my drops right and let's
1: go Just Say my name my name is Deja Brown and you're listening to and you're listening to the open mic, the open mic. Podcast. podcast pop 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 podcast uh huh
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm struggling, y'all. Man, I'm hurting right now. I just eat a piece of chicken. I almost choked on it while the show, while the beat was going. Y'all ain't do nothing to help me, but you know what time it is. Put your hands on your knees for another exciting episode of the Open Mic Radio Podcast, 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 podcast. podcast. Yeah, another exciting episode of my Open Mic Radio Podcast. How y'all doing tonight or this evening, this morning, whenever you're listening to this? How you feeling? Hey, waking up with your boot thing? Are you back at work yet Depending upon uh, when you listen to this This is pre-recorded Are you practicing safe social distancing While getting your cuticles pushed back Your cuticles What about that hairline What about your hairline receding Getting bleeding if Beating bing me, How about that hairline though Is your hairline good that's what I wanna know. Is your hairline good? That's what I wanna know. Hey man, we got a good guest for you today. Like always, star studded. Stunning. Let's fade this out. I got my man Randolph Terrence would have come through for the three guys on podcast. Y'all might have heard of him once or twice in your day. I don't know. Maybe. You know how we do. Not sure. But um got my man Randolph Terrence coming through. I normally have a hot topic for y'all to, to talk about, but I really want to talk about anything. Everything just seems to be in disarray, and it's just like a mood killer. That's what keep the mood up. So we're going to be right back with another episode of the Open Mic Radio Podcast with the big homie, Mr. Randolph Terrence. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Greg Stevens, a.k.a. Black Mayonnaise. You're listening to the Open Mic Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What up everybody? Welcome back to our Radio Podcast. Um, I don't want to keep this guy waiting any longer. I don't want to keep y'all waiting any longer. Y'all seen the um the description um, this next guy I'm about to bring on. Um okay. one of the two members of the three guys on podcast. Um, one of the reasons for my success, I can't I can't front one of the reasons for my success. He don't like what I say that I want y'all to start clapping right now for Mr. Randolph Terrence, everybody. What up, Randolph? Hey now, what's happening with you? No, not much, man. Just up here. Um, podcaster, try to be a responsible um, content creator, and keep Hashtag putting out content. content. Hashtag content. Hashtag content. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, ever since the pandemic, um, I've had we we all had a lot of time in our hands to be able to do things that we should have been doing a long time without that. Well, without said time, but uh, got a lot of time, able to podcast, able to record things like that. How how you handling yourself during this pandemic in these rona streets? My job
1: right now. Is just not annoy my wife. That's my job. probably <laughs> your job too, I would think, right?
0: Oh yeah, well, we, you know, we um we, we go to our separate corners every day, um every day, and then we reconvene in the you middle. Do
1: what, what do y'all What do y'all do every day?
0: <laughs> we go to our separate corners in the, mor- in the morning.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, but you got
1: that three you got that three story house.
0: though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could imagine. Like if you only like, I I, I told her the other day, I was like, yo, if we were still in our apartment. We would probably, uh, yeah, we definitely would have been following the papers. Uh, (laughs) Because it was only like one room. It was only a hallway. It was like one room was the kids and one room was our room. So then, you know, we all would meet up like a college dorm in the middle. Yeah. So y'all were
1: just like suite mates in college, just like. Who's using
0: the bathroom next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now we got so basically, you know, so I go to my corner, she go to her corner, we meet in the middle. Like, okay, everybody's alive and well. Good. Everybody back, disperse. Yeah, yeah. You
1: got that you got that man condo. I'm got
0: that. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I, I, I heard you putting in the work to get it.
1: I got a reading nook. <laughs> 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 which is which is a, a seat by the closet door. <laughs>
0: that You open the, the closet door to, to be like, all right, this is this is the divider. This is the social distancing divider. I opened close the closet door. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, you've been in my lab. We got the we got the loft, but yeah. mine Yeah, i yeah. will <laughs> be up there working and then here come here come one of them come busting in.
0: Yeah, my um, what shoot. you doing? <laughs> Shoot, yeah. my kid. Shoot, my kids might do that. They, they, they're probably do that. Any, they don't, they don't respect. They're like, they like the virus. They don't respect social distancing. They don't respect. They don't respect the corners. They just, they just come burling down. I just came to check on you. Right, <laughs> right,
1: right, right.
0: You was too quiet. Right, right. I was just wondering, how are you doing, Dad? You good? You straight? You were just too quiet. Right, right. I was just. I was just texting with somebody about that. Like, I need I need some alone time. I'm like, this is
1: you and your lady now. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Hey, you and your lady and the dog. You got plenty of places to go. Yeah.
0: yeah. You could. You could just leave.
1: Yeah.
0: You know,
1: erudite. No, oh, I day. do, yeah. Yeah, erudite. No, I do. I go I go run through in the neighborhood. Although, that might be out now. You know, they're they shooting us. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, they <laughs> Yeah, I, and I I just bought a bike, and um, I I saw that I saw that news, and I was like, "Ooh, that might have been a bad." Yeah, <laughs> i seeing
1: your pictures, man. That you've been, you been, you know,
0: hashtag riding. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I was feeling good too. I'm gonna ride through these neighborhoods and stuff like that. I like, ooh, that's not the picture. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't die ride ride the bike. No, no. Yeah, act like the bike, the
1: bike is your getaway car to them.
0: Yeah. Did you see the one that um that just happened? Sean I've got I, I wanna say it's not Sean O's. It, I know it's Sean something. Um Sean something, yeah.
1: I, I almost said Sean Bell too, but it's not Sean Bell. Yeah. Sean Bell got it years ago in New York outside of a strip club. I was work, I was living there at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. He was at
1: a strip club with a bachelor party with his boys and cops rolled up and shot him. Undercovers shot him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this this is crazy, man. Dude was like, uh, mm-hmm. he was like, yo, <laughs> closed casket, closed casket, homie. I thought it was a, a caption from G because they say something like that. They say ignorant stuff like that on GTA. Yeah, somebody <laughs> like, oh, that's class, closed casket. I'm like, oh, this is real life. So it's, no, no it
1: was real, man. These motherfuckers are. Uh, seems like we're hunt- we're being hunted openly. Yeah. No longer clandestinely. Yeah. So you know. Luckily, we have a president that cares about <laughs> black people. <laughs>
0: Well, it depends. You talk to some black people, you talk to some black people, they just they just turn a blind eye to uh some of yeah. his actions.
1: Oh man, no man, he cares. His Justice Department cares about us. I mean he's doing prison reform now. I mean <laughs> <laughs> okay. he's, got Kim, he's got Kim Kardashian on it, you yeah.
0: know. And and Jerry Kushner.
1: Kanye Kanye said he was the best. <laughs> you know. Kanye's gonna vote for him. He cares, man.
0: I mean, are we talking about backpack Kanye or um, Kim Kardashian Kanye? Because those are two different Kanyes.
1: We talk about, I'm making ugly-ass shoes, Kanye. (laughs) Who the the fuck? Who the fuck are his shoes made for? What dystopian wasteland? (laughs) (laughs) I just saw a picture yesterday. I didn't think they were real. I said, these ain't real. I saw them this morning. They were like, Yeezy Adidas. I was like, these these aren't real. This can't be real. Yeah. It looked like... Look like something I don't know what movie you want to say it's out of. Um There's a movie with Tom Hanks and Halle Berry that jumps all around, and at one point there in the future. Shit look like them shits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like what?
0: Is... Yeah, they're ugly. I, I've never, I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen, a I haven't seen a, a Kanye shoe that either a supported, had ankle support, or b yeah. was yeah. good enough to wear with regular jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That tiger blood that he's got gives him all the ankle support he needs, I guess. <laughs> is it tiger blood or is it Jack Dragon blood? What should he say he had?
0: Um I think tiger blood's already been used but um Yeah. So so he got to use he got to use dragon blood because he could make I that. Think,
1: yeah, it was one of those two. He said somebody gave him tiger blood or dragon blood, one of the you? <laughs> Ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was having, I was having I a conversation.
1: That, I don't know what happened that. I don't know what happened that day, man. <laughs> I know I. Uh, whenever he does something crazy, I'll tweet at, Tal- at Talib, at Talib, and uh, and comments. this your boy. Yeah. I'll tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> this your boy. <laughs> do, they, do they respond? No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Which is weird because uh, uh, Talib will fight anybody online, but I'm not coming to fight. I'm just like, is this your yeah. man? Yeah, <laughs> he's from the Shy. <laughs> yeah. it, it was funny is he was snubbed from the uh, the NBA All Star uh, um um tribute. They was they had yeah. all, they had everybody that, from the Shy perform and everything. They sure did, didn't they? Yeah, they snubbed.
1: They sure did, not <laughs> Can't bring his can't bring his crazy ass out there. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> like, the, the NBA is ninety nine The the is ninety nine percent black and one yeah. percent European. <laughs>
1: yeah, come on, man. I know. And they ain't fucking with him either. Yeah. You,
0: know? <laughs> yeah. you could have your you could have your fake butt wife and your ugly ass shoes and stay off our courts. Come on, man. <laughs> like I think yeah, be she, she, I noticed
1: that she I don't know what it is, maybe Maybe uh, just being around Trump starts to make you unattractive. But
0: she's she's not a, the banger
1: she used to be. Yeah, I, I never really got into
0: her. I got into her Ray Jade Kardashian. I start I started losing focus towards Reggie Bush Kardashian and Lamar Odin yeah, Kardashian. That video,
1: that video's trash, by the way. Oh, that sex tape. <laughs> yeah, it's, tra- it's
0: trash. It's trash. It's trash because of
1: her. Oh, well, first of all, who knew Ray J's dick was that? That's just look. <laughs> <laughs> Ray J's bringing a lot of heat. Let me just say it like that. Who
0: knew? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a but minute.
1: She was wet.
0: <laughs> yeah. She, she, she
1: was wet. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. She, she was trying to get put on.
0: I don't know if she was. Already there was a
1: moment. There was a moment in time though when she was. She was really something to look at. I remember when she was. She did a Playboy spread. Mm-hmm. That her. Uh, that her pimp mother arranged that was all right i had that playboy mm-hmm. i remember i was working at i was working at e-trade and uh i used to go to the bookstore a couple times a week because it was in the mall uh-huh. and i saw it in there i was like oh shit let me get this so it was her on the cover it had a short story by stephen king and it has something about the nba and i was like oh well this is everything i need so <laughs> <laughs> just buy this right here
0: <laughs> yeah I my wife got think about
1: because i had it at the house i wasn't hiding it and then all of a sudden it disappeared i'm like mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it, it always disappears i had a matter mm-hmm. of fact they, they they always make something this i remember I, I was like uh i remember it was like a piece of clothing i was looking for that she that she <laughs> never liked she never mm-hmm. like, she's like, why are you, why are you always wearing this? And i like, I like it. It's comfortable. It's easy to get, <laughs> you know, yeah. all, all the man answers that you do with throw no Like, yeah, you yeah. know. And then, um, one day I was looking for, I think it was like a pair of pants or something. And I was like, I was looking for, like you say that? She like, I don't know. I don't know. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a dog. I'm just a dog. I'll tell you how she
1: did it too. First off, she put him at the bottom of the dirty clothes hamper. but that was the first move. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first move <laughs> to get your mind to get your mind off it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then she did. Then she was doing doing thing, looking around one day and moved them shit into the bottom of a trash bag. that <laughs> was that?
0: I think she took them directly to the trash bin on trash day. Should I, I the one day she was like, "I'll just take the trash the trash down to the hill. Don't worry about it. I got it." Yeah.
1: <laughs> like really? Do y'all do good? Do y'all do good world runs? We do that.
0: Um, every now and then, yeah, she she might do. Every now and
1: then, yeah, That's the that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. Stuff will just disappear. I'm like, listen, I collect my goodwill stuff, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: yeah, <laughs> like no, you need this no more, you need that no more. I never like this. Right. Like, like and you just sit right. there, just like, hey, I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I can make a decision. <laughs> I'm like, this tie, this tie was ugly as fuck. I wonder why you got this suit. I'm like, hello. <laughs> 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 you was at the store when I bought that tie. You, you... I was wearing that when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well.
1: <laughs>
0: Never liked it. I can tell you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: well.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um real quick i gotta i gotta do these background stories i I gotta do the background story uh these background questions uh uh randolph don't like when i do this sometimes i like to get people their roses (laughs) while they're alive when they're upright and not laying (laughs) laying down but um he's single hand he's one of the few reasons why i'm successful in comedy and um my newfound uh success podcasting him and and andy three guys on podcast um i always be indebted to those two um Randolph, right real quick, talk about your um background in comedy. Like, what what got you into it? Uh, what was your start? How'd you how'd you get into it?
1: Um, it's pretty it's pretty basic. I had a roommate who was uh, doing stand up. Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got into the game before I did, and uh, for about a year, I would go with him to shows, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I would write jokes with them. Mind you, we didn't know what we were doing. I would write jokes with them, and I would go to them to shows.
2: Yeah. But
1: it wasn't something that I was like, I'm going to do this. I, at that time, I was training fighters. I had just kind of tailed off of my own uh, boxing career, my hand. I'd hurt my hand. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of brought that to an end. So I was working for a research firm. I was... Uh, and uh training fighter. I worked for a research firm during the day, and I was training fighters in the evening, and I was teaching karate. Okay. And uh, Quinn, uh, two roommates, we lived in a house that my, we were renting from my parents, and me and two roommates, and Quinn was doing shows, and I was just going to the shows. Uh, and this was on the chitlin' circuit. Okay. So he hooked up with a guy named Vance Bradford, who is nephew Tommy's manager.
0: Nah.
1: Okay, so I knew nephew Tommy when he was fresh out of college. Okay, But we didn't know he was Steve Harvey's nephew. He's Steve Harvey's sister's son.
0: Okay,
1: And he lives in Texas, too.
0: Okay, He's from Texas. Okay. So you started in San Antonio. So you, start, you started in Texas. Yeah,
1: I started in San Antonio, yeah. Okay. And I didn't know. Uh, we didn't know. So I knew all these people. And um, for about a year, we would go to shows. We would do like, you know, go to Prairie View. Uh-huh. You know, the two HBCUs in Texas went watch shows went watch shows, and I remember at the Prayer View show that this cat named Jet Black got on stage. He was one of the openers. He got on stage, uh-huh. and they, they booed him for his whole set. He stayed out there. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it, thinking about it now as a as a as a comedian, what I know now, I know in his mind he was like, "Oh, this next going to get him." <laughs> said, no, it's not. <laughs> No, it's not.
0: <laughs> Keep loving with them, alley It was uh it
1: was a, it was a kappa the Kappa's put on a put this show on. No. So they did the whole thing. They had a step show, they had a dance afterwards, and they had a comedy show. Mm-hmm. And J Anthony Brown was the headliner. You know J Anthony Brown? Yeah, yeah. He was a headliner, Quinn was one of the openers, Jet Black was one of the openers. And I just went to go, you know. We had a hotel room. Quinn has own hotel room. There, two beds. Like, this just, don't just come on with me. All right, so we went up there and watched. And I'm when well, I tell you they booed this, this dude unmercifully. <laughs> 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 it was. So afterwards, the guy who was running the, the, the one of the kids who was running the whole shit was like, uh, Yeah, you have to understand. We do an Apollo night so they're used to booing.
0: <laughs> oh, that would have been nice to know in, in advance. <laughs>
1: I was like, you probably should have told everybody that in advance. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, every comedian roasted that dude, because he was like, because Quinn went first, and Quinn did well. Okay. Uh, and then that cat came out, did poorly. This other kid, Juan Varell, came, got him right back. And then, J. Anthony Brown did like an hour. And that's, at certain, at certain points during Jay's act, he would just stop and kind of stare off into the light, and then he would just go, Jet Black. And everybody would just start laughing. <laughs> 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 it was crazy. <laughs> he would just stare off into the light. Jet motherfucking Black. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was later on after that, we were back in the hotel room, and Quinn goes, uh, Man, you should be set up. You're funny and that guy.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and that kind of uh, started it for me. Thinking about it,
0: okay, okay.
1: And then Quinn did a Quinn did a show like a uh, so this is how the sequence went. He did a show on a Sunday, and now he's up to he's up to headlining. You know,
2: mm-hmm. in
1: the black world, you could headline a you could headline a spot in a little in a little nightclub if you had like twenty minutes. He had like twenty minutes. So he's headlining the show, and he said, "Hey, why don't you come and do five minutes in front of me?" Well, I said, uh, "All right." So there's this club called Midtown, okay, in San Antonio on the east side of San Antonio. You had to be 30 years old to get in. It was just a club where older black people went to kick it.
0: Okay, <laughs> it was a juke joint.
1: Yeah, man, there was, there was a, a <laughs> pimp crow used to take his women there. mm mm-hmm. um, There was just a spot like that. Okay, That's the neighborhood neighborhood little club where you can get you can get a fish fish sandwich <laughs> dance dance on this tiny little dance floor have some drinks um watch Crow try to sell you these ragged ass hoes he had yeah. <laughs> it
0: was that kind of that kind of spot here he go again with these ragged uh, ass hoes
2: it was, it was very
1: ghetto fabulous okay you know kind of like like mirrors on the wall yeah you know <laughs> like everything is kind of like like old old plus seats, but they're old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. It was very <laughs> Like, 20
0: years ago, <laughs> you know. these seats would have been awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I went up there and I did, I did the five. I wrote my act out word for word. Mm-hmm. I did five, put on my little suit, did five, and I did okay.
0: Okay.
1: First time on stage, I did okay. I did okay. I got, like, generated laughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, I had a start to finish. I knew what to, I knew how to put an act together just from fucking with Quint. Yeah. So I had a beginning, a middle, and an end. I had a callback to end it. I probably sounded like I was reading a script,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: which which is because I was. But uh, I did fine.
2: Okay.
1: So the guy that owned the spot. This was Sunday. The guy that owned the spot was like, hey, man, we do an open mic on Tuesday, which was insane. He was like, we do an open mic on Tuesday. I was like, you do a what, man? <laughs> <laughs> open mic? <laughs> All right. So he was like, yeah, come on back. I said, okay. So I drove back out there. I, I had worked out at the gym, trained some pilots, and went home, and then I drove back out there. I did the same act, okay? Yeah. Now, now it's a different, because it was a show Sunday. On Tuesday now, it's just the regulars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's a million. Now think about what I'm saying here. Little black ass club. <laughs> you have to be thirty. You have to be thirty to get in. And we're talking about the regulars who come on a Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. And <laughs> hey man, hey, look look like something out of an Outcast video. Not even an Outcast video. Out of a Goody Mob video. Let me say it like that. Let's come out of a um, Goody Mob video. Not a
0: Goody Mob video. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. push and pull. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I mean, I mean, I was and again. I did. I did okay. I did the same act. I did okay. Okay. So Thursday, Quinn was opening for Shang Ford. Do you remember Shang?
0: Yeah. That's,
1: was opening for Shang.
0: That's the one. He, Shang used to be like that. It's just comedy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Asian, cool. Asian, Asian, black dude.
0: Yeah, I, I follow He's him known on. So. He's doing everything. Yeah, I follow him He's on Facebook. Everything.
1: Yeah, I was over for Shang, and uh, I was at work, and I, we had the radio on, and I heard, "Hey, tonight, Thursday night, don't forget, we got a comedy show." It was at a, uh, it was I see a black black show. There weren't no black clubs in San Antonio, mm-hmm. no black comedy clubs. So all the shows would be like in a ballroom or a hotel. This one was above a restaurant.
2: Okay.
1: Hey, we're gonna have a show. Blah 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 restaurant, Shane Forbes, uh, we got comedians on the bill, we got Shane Forbes, we got Quinn opening, and special guest Randolph T, Randolph T, I was Randolph T then, Randolph T.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I was like, what? <laughs> so I called, I called Quinn, I said, hey man, don't you hear my name on the radio? He was like, yeah, you're on the show tonight, congratulations. I was like, what? <laughs> then, so, so, remember now, this is, Sunday was the first time I went up, Tuesday I did, that open mic this is now thursday and i'm on a show now on a real show
2: mm-hmm. okay yep
1: so i went that and i remember that night that night i taught i teach my karate class i went to my class um again same act okay mm-hmm. I'm, I'm running on this same act i get to that spot um they made they made the people going through the uh, through the fire exit, and it was a steep flight of stairs outside. And I noticed that when I came in. So we I mean, went. It was packed. It was a 200 seater, and it was full. Every seat was sold out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People were standing in the back. And when they introduced me, the first thing I got when I got on stage, they say, "Hey, give yourself a hand to get up that steep ass flight of stairs," and everybody immediately started laughing. And I was like, "Okay, I'm in the pocket now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm in the I'm in the pocket now, mm-hmm. and I did my act, and, and I did my act, and I did well. Okay, mm-hmm. I did well. Didn't didn't crush. Okay, but I did well. So each time I got progressively better, not mm. hugely better, but a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Yeah. Okay, I did well. And then the guy after me, I remember Tori, this kid, young young kid. They booed the shit out of him. <laughs> God. <damn. laughs> yeah. Imagine you're in a small little room and there's two hundred people booing you, and they're two feet away from you <laughs> <laughs> so when, when he got booed, that told me that I did well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the person's misery let me know I was all right. I was okay right, right. <laughs> so now'm feeling now I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like,
1: okay, well, I still at this point I'm still I'm not even thinking about doing stand- up any kind of way. I'm like, whatever So the guy again from Midtown. I went back out to Midtown. So that was Thursday. That next Tuesday, I went back out to Midtown again, and I fucking bombed. Uh, (laughs) bombed. And I proceeded to bomb at Midtown for probably the next. All
0: right, Uh, Randolph. Um, he he's back. They heard that everybody heard the doo doo.
1: Yeah, the technical thing, my phone
0: apparently uh, don't like the sun.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get some vitamin D. <laughs> <He's> like, nope, <laughs> boost my immune system.
0: <laughs> that joint, um, that used to happen to be. I used to go to the sauna when um, pre um, Rona, and yeah. uh, I'd be sitting over there. That's when I knew it was time to get out the sauna when my phone was like, All right, that's enough of this. <laughs> that thing shut yeah. down. <laughs> like that's enough. Music, shut down everything. We're done with this. Get out.
1: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> are We gonna pick it back up. Where was that? Uh, going back
0: to you. Proceeded the bomb. You proceeded the bomb. Oh um, yeah. After after you had the good set in front of Shane. Yeah,
1: I bombed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bombed there every, pretty much every Tuesday night for the next four years. I think. Hmm. At that spot at Midtown. Okay. I just yeah, when I say bomb, I would be well. Sometimes, other times I would just Ooh. <laughs> nothing. It's the worst kind of bombing too in front of black people because uh, they don't boo you. They wouldn't boo you. They just ignores you.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the worst. The
1: worst bomb. <laughs> of all time.
0: When, when they when they start pulling out their checkbooks and start balancing their checkbooks in the middle of your set, that's right.
1: <laughs> I think right. They I, would just they would just ignore you. But I but I kept doing other shows. Mm-hmm. Like there was all these other shows And about um, I was about six months in I did a I was got I asked to go do a two-nighter Okay uh, By Vance It was uh, opening one night in Amarillo mm-hmm. No, it was one night in Odessa Yeah
2: the,
1: the, where, the, where the football team is One night in Odessa And then one night in Amarillo
2: Okay
1: So There was a bunch of us on that show so the 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 show on the dust of the Friday night, uh was in like a I don't know what it was in. Again, one of these little small rooms was like that. It was fine. It was fine. Okay. I, I did I did fine. I did fine. The only place I was not doing well was Midtown. <laughs> 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 every place else I was doing fine. I think if I had been doing poorly everywhere else, I would have probably quit. hmm But every place else, else I was doing I was doing fine. Just midtown, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't
0: know what it is about this but I can't crack the code. Yeah. I had it and then mm-hmm. I lost it. <laughs> yeah, that used to be um like club elite for me. It, it yeah. was like I get there, I do the open mic, and like I'd be fine mm-hmm. everywhere else, but I like get the club elite, and it was just like that red light couldn't come quick enough. <laughs> well, I
1: realized I realized what it was later mm-hmm. because um if I did a pay if I did a show where people bought tickets at midtown. Mm-hmm. Which they would do occasionally, I would do well. Okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But if I just went in on an open mic night, I wouldn't I wouldn't do well at all. And his open see Vance had a had a tie in to Comic View at that time. Okay. So on the open mic, because Vance had this run where he would do it was he would bring in a comic from Comic View. He would have them do on Tuesday they would do that spot and then on the weekend they would do a couple of military bases, right? Mm-hmm. So we would go open on the military basis for these cats. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So these other shows, I was doing fine, like on Colleen and Fort, uh, Fort Hood. And, like, I, was, I was doing fine at those spots, the NCO club, on the on the military, because there's all kinds of military bases around. So once you tap into that, there's money to be made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, for instance, I opened for Cat Williams. He was Cat Hatman. Okay. Yeah, he's just a short little dude who wore a long trench coat. <laughs> I pressed here, I pressed in and hat. I was I sat and I rode in the car with him for like four hours riding around. Oh, wow. Not knowing anything about him. open for a lot of people that you saw on Comic T Rex, I met T Rex there. I opened for him and Pierre okay. on the road. Um, Rodney Winfield opened for him on the road. Rodney was the. Did you see Talking Dirty After Dark?
0: Hmm. I mean, is that the one with, um... Byron Martin Ray? Lawrence's
1: first movie. Martin Lawrence's first movie. Talking Dirty After Dark.
0: I gotta look at that. I gotta look at that.
1: Yeah. I know. Rodney Winfield's in that. He plays the, the chef. Okay. for him on the road. Did, I did a lot of spots. It was just... So if somebody was paying for a show, I would I would do okay. But if it was an open mic at midtown, no no. <laughs> no. Because they would he would have one of them close the open mic, do like twenty minutes at the end, and all they wanted to see was that person. They not want to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so oh no. And, uh, no no no. Who's this that's guy? Knowing what I know now, that's what it was. Yeah.
0: How'd you come up with your um and how'd you come up with your nickname, Randolph T? My of
1: Names Terrence. Okay, <laughs> and uh, that's all. And Ew. people can't say my last name, so I was like, "Oh, just Randolph T." And Quinn used to call me Randolph. Most people were calling me Randy, but Quinn used to call me Randolph all the time.
0: Okay, I was um I was like,
1: Randolph T. <laughs> and then when I moved here, uh, I I started going by tan Randolph Terrence. I just like I like the way it sounds.
0: Okay. It, uh, always I always bring it up because I recently shared a Facebook post when I was doing the, and I'm hearing all the stage names. And uh, mm-hmm. it was like 11 years ago, and I did like this poll. And I was like, I'm hey, as you may know, I'm about to start a stand-up comedy, and I want y'all to vote for my stage name. And it was like, uh, Old Mike B, um, mm-hmm. Mike, and, it, and the last one was The Old Boy. That was the name. <laughs> <laughs> nobody voted for the old boy um oh, no. No. so uh charity you know charity no. charity inbox me and she yeah. was like the old boy what, what was that for I'm like well I was in the I was on the border of new comedy versus old comedy where Old comedy, had state, black black comedy oh, state. Is that, is that
1: what you were? Is really? You you were that person? Yeah, yeah I was. Were no, gonna be the, you were going to be the bridge?
0: Yeah, hey, <laughs> I was the bridge. I, I feel like I was like at the bridge of old school, every black comic had to have a stage name ah, going into, okay. we're going to use our regular names. <laughs> okay. Because that's, that's all I do was just like, stage name. I need to come up with a stage name. I can't be a comic with a stage name. Right. <laughs> I need a stage right. name. <laughs> Did, right. now, I see a lot of new comics now that just use their name and I was like I, I remember ferociously I was staying up at night like I need a, my, I need a nickname
1: my thing is anybody who puts duck comedian in the name is a pet peeve of mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like magician
1: <laughs> yeah 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 I mean, you can call yourself whatever you want I've never been a stickler for names I know when I was first starting a black con well let me finish this and I'll talk about how it, mm. um Six months into the show, I went to. Uh, I went to Odessa. We did Odessa, and I went to Amarillo the next day. Mm-hmm. And then we were in Amarillo. That was in the theater. That was the first time I done a theater. So it was a, like a fifteen hundred seater. Yep. And uh, I can't remember the who was, who was closing that show. But I did seven, um, and it was sold out. And I killed. I mean, kill. I've never killed like that since then. I've never killed like I've never killed that hard since then. Kill. <laughs> killed. I was six six months in. Six months in. I killed. That was the time right there. I was like, okay, this is something I. This is something that I can I can do.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And this is something that this is something that I can that I, that I can figure out how to do. Kill. <laughs> kill. And then, uh, and then, and then, that next Tuesday, I bombed again in Midtown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should just stop going to Midtown. <laughs> That's all I keep hearing. Like, like you should
1: stop going to Midtown. going to get Midtown. <laughs> and then, at some point, I started doing. Uh, there was a mainstream club in San Antonio, uh, River Center Comedy Club,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I started. Um, I found out about it, so I went. Just to go check, they had a midnight show, and I went to go watch. Now this is the mainstream. room. I had never done a mainstream book up, to that point, which means white. No, <laughs> I never done a mainstream up to that point. And I went, I went to, into a show, and it's funny. My Sunday school teacher was a comedian. I didn't know that. Ah. <laughs> Dee McNair, Dee McNair was my church Sunday school teacher, and she was a comedian. And when I went, she was on the show. She was like, "What are you doing here?" I was like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> she was like oh, I'm a comedian I was like what I said well I, I've been doing comedy too she goes really where have you been doing it I told her the spot she was oh you know Vance? I was like yeah I know Van she was like good I'm going to put you on I'm going to put you on the show and um, manager added me to the show it was, this is just
0: it's
1: like what we do on Saturday the shows that we've done on Saturday
0: mm-hmm.
1: I modeled I modeled after that show that I came up on okay it's the same exact show basically on Saturday nights and I went up and I did well and the guy pulled me aside afterwards he was like yeah we do this every Saturday night we open mic at 3 o'clock during the day and then we do this show after the second show on Saturday night so imagine if the improv after the show closes they bring in I have a free show just yeah. like I think, just like what we do now Okay. You know? and he was like he was like, come on back so I started doing that so like I said for four years I would go do that show every Saturday I would do two shows on Saturday and on Tuesday I would go to Midtown. <laughs> and any sh- and any shows any shows that I could do, little paid show spots that I could pick up, I picked up. Okay. You know, and I picked up a lot. I was I drove all over Texas. I drove into the South and um, Louisiana, all over. Just doing doing the drove down to the border, doing all the spots. And along the way the money started ticking up, the time started ticking up until I was Headline in these little small rooms, but still only like opening in the mainstream. Because after I'd done the uh, again, same pattern, I host, I started hosting the, uh, the show mm-hmm. at River Center Comedy Club. I started hosting that Saturday night show and then I started emceeing it. And then I started, and then I got a real emcee spot during the week. I remember my first emcee spot was open for Jimmy, Sh- Jimmy Schubert. No. My first MC spot was opening for uh, Willie Barcena, the first MC spot I ever had. And then the next one was open for Jimmy Schubert. and you would MC once every quarter, so you would MC once every three months. So you got to do a, you know, an MC week was Tuesday through Sunday, eight shows, and uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: for,
0: okay. I didn't
1: get a feature. I didn't get a feature spot for the first five years I was doing comedy in your feature spot. Okay. Okay. Not in the main. Not in the main show, no. okay. I didn't get a feature spot, and it was the only club in town.
0: So was it a bunch of comics? Was, was because you know in DC is a bunch no, of us. Oh man, mice.
1: it was only like it was only like eight of us. Okay. <laughs> There's only, there only eight of us, and only two of us were really funny, and I wouldn't want them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the competition was was very slim. It was slim pickers.
1: Yeah, there was nobody when I started doing comedy. There was nobody doing comedy. Comedy Central was barely a thing. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of comedy to watch. Evenings at the Improv's and HBO had a lot of stuff. Like I saw Chris Rock when he was getting he was putting together uh, Bring the Pain. Ah. Yeah. I watch. I watched him on a Tuesday night getting that set together.
0: Hey. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man.
2: Yeah.
0: I remember um, seeing Dion Cole at the Improv. What? What do you? Um, mm-hmm. And um, he was he was reading all and and like we paid for that show, and then mm-hmm. um, had we just waited for his actual one because he he did the Improv and then he was going to. Record his special, not the one he has out now, but the other, the first one. And okay. I, the way he was recording DC. And that one was free. <laughs> the one at the, I think it was like the Lincoln or something like that. That one was free. Yeah, and, well, he
1: did the one he did at the, uh, where he, he walks out of bands and walks on stage.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. was like, man, I didn't know that one was free. <laughs> I didn't know he was giving the tickets well, that were free.
1: No, because you don't know what you're going to get in a, it's different. Mm-hmm. A, I mean, he's running the material and stuff like that. Mm hmm. But you don't know what you're gonna
0: get. Yeah. You know. Oh no no no! So, the improv so one I paid for, but the actual taping mm-hmm. was free.
1: Oh ooh well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know?
2: Didn't Did you know. know that? I,
0: I didn't have any. I didn't have any. I didn't have any. I didn't have nobody. No spies or no 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 one looking out. I didn't know.
2: Oh, that's
1: fucked. That's fucked. I, I can't say when people do that shit. They tell you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you
0: didn't know it
1: was
2: free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um. Call me. Cause my friend, um, oh, Dayla, yeah, Dela, she went and, um, they was talking about how they was, um, strategically placing the customers. Yeah. Up front
1: yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. Audience coordinator. When we went and saw, well, we went and saw, um, Chappelle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, when he did that long string of shows, we yeah. went to the last one and, uh, yeah, the audience coordinator was ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was nice, but I could see she was like, yeah, you two, Come on out. Yeah. Come out. Come on. Come on out. Uh, you two, come move over here. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, come on out. Yeah, come on out. Come on out of there. You, move over here. Sit here. <laughs> <laughs> she was ruthless, just moving people around. Yeah, you, come on out of there. Yeah, you, yeah, come on. Yeah, I know, I know, honey. I know you bought the tickets. Come on out. Come on out. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the tickets, you'll see that we can seat you anywhere we want. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, go sit over there. <laughs>
0: Okay, strategically placing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she
0: was ruthless. <laughs> Audience coordinator, you yeah. got the
1: right look for that, for that camera.
0: <laughs> you know what yeah, look they're talking they're looking for. Come
1: on, now, come on, hey, you white guy, come sit down front. We need a white guy front. Come on, come over
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad, too, because he did like maybe what, two weeks worth of shows? And, yeah. And I miss Andy, all.
1: Andy saw like four of
0: them. I missed all of them.
1: <laughs> man he fucked up dog you could have got you could get tickets real cheap the day of that's
0: yeah. what everybody was doing yeah no,
1: nah, you had to be willing to go sit by yourself
0: yeah no nah, no nah, I ended up injuring myself that time I injured myself so it was like all the okay. good stuff was happening when I was just sitting on my back <laughs>
1: yeah it was yeah, like Ch- we went to the we went to the last one
0: yeah cause I, I saw Wanda, one
1: of the one of the tapings
0: I, I saw Wanda Sykes cause she came down before Chappelle I saw Wanda Sykes right. And then um, that's when I hurt myself. And it was like Chappelle came down. Chris Rock came down. It was like Martin can make a comeback. (laughs) Seinfeld's at the the spontaneous 15-minute spot. I'm like, wait a minute. What the hell is happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) And you
1: in the house. Yeah,
0: Red Fox just came back from having to drop a few few lines for us. (laughs) Yeah, you
1: can't just say a few jokes. (laughs) just played his theme song when he came in. He did
0: the jokes and then he walked back out. Oh, man. Um I, I like the I like the I like to inbox you, uh text you sometimes. Um uh, you're you're my you're my uh I blame you and a few others that may that give me my political woke eye um to society. <laughs> uh and, and my my exhaustion when it comes to certain things. Um Yeah. What what I, I guess I like like I know my background is because of y'all. Um I, I had to keep up with y'all all because y'all start putting on the podcast more, so I was like, Okay, I need to actually like look at this stuff and read it and understand what's going mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. in case y'all asked mm-hmm. me to be on and I could at least articulate mm-hmm. something.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. So uh, and then it just then this became a force of habit and then it just like it was in, enthralled in me. Uh, what 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 got you into? Like, was there a particular event or anything that got you into Ferguson? Ferguson. Okay.
1: Ferguson directly. Ferguson.
0: Okay. What what Ferguson. What?
1: That's that's five years ago now. Mm-hmm. Five, six, maybe six years. I don't even know the exact time. It was Ferguson. It was Ferguson. Until then, I just, I kind of randomly thought about stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, just as a, as a black person. Um, what started me was a conversation I had as Ferguson was happening with a conversation I was having with another black man
2: mm-hmm.
1: who uh, was blaming the community.
2: Yeah.
1: He said, uh, Al Sharpton is down there rallying people up, and they need—they need to just act right, uh. and these things wouldn't be happening. And I was like, that doesn't make any. I said, are you kidding? What these people are outside in the streets. What would make a whole community rise up like this? Do You think Al Sharpton has that kind of power to just make a whole community rise up in anger? Yeah. And that's when I was like, "There's something I need. There's something I'm missing that I don't know that I need to know." Mm-hmm. So I just started. I started looking.
2: Okay.
1: I started looking, and then once you start looking at one thing, you and here's where it gets dangerous. You can go down a hot Tep rabbit hole, real. Quick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So
1: it's where it becomes dangerous. Yeah. Luckily, I never had that in me. I didn't grow up with anybody remotely like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, if I I see how people go down that hole though, because I will read something like oh, "this bullshit," <laughs> but I can see how people will be like, "Oh yeah, no, that makes sense."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Listen to <Yeah>. me now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear a lot of starting a lot of that shit. Yeah. so I just started. I just started reading, and then I was I read about what happened in Ferguson. I read about the the policing situation of Ferguson, the ticketing situation, the way they ticket the communities. I was like, oh, well, this is why, you know, Mm -hmm. how they use, they use, um, the police use the community, the community as a revenue source, which leads you to other communities, reading about other communities, thinking about other communities, and thinking about what happened in Baltimore with redlining. And and then you realize, oh shit, this this has been a planned thing from the beginning. You Mm
2: -hmm. know, yeah,
1: that's that's what started it, and then that will take you further back into history, you know, and then you then you get introduced to somebody like like Coates, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then Skip Gates, and then I found James Baldwin. And when I found Baldwin, I was like, "This has been happening." He was writing about the same shit in the fifties, <laughs> you
2: know, mm-hmm.
1: in the forties and fifties. Because I didn't know anything about Baldwin, and then when I found Baldwin, I was like, "Oh my god, this is." This is an, this is something. This is something I need to so I just kept I just kept going and going. Yeah. You
2: know.
1: I still do. You know, something something I I have a problem with like I'll just see a book, I'll buy a book, but I'm like, finish the first book before you buy the <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. You know.
0: I need to um I need to get into reading more. I'm not I'm not a big reader. Um I yeah. like read articles and stuff like that, but like I've never been a person to be like, oh, I'm gonna get this book because it's a you know. Books a, a, mm. Get books on tape. Get them on tape. I don't know. It's something King about on my, tape now. Yeah, I don't know. If it's something about my attention span. Like even like podcasts and stuff like that, I can't listen to podcasts all the way through. It's yeah, like, yeah. This you is a lot. little
1: bit
2: of that
0: AD, You might have a little bit of
1: ADD or something. Where it's trying hard to focus. Yeah, yeah. You it's know,
0: like, like I
1: listen to podcasts all the time. So.
0: Yeah, because you know, I listen, I listen to, a podcast. to one
1: book on tape. It mm-hmm. was interesting to do, but other than that. I'd rather hold it and hold the book in my hand, and I I don't like reading on a on a device. I'd rather hold it. If I'm reading a book, I want to hold it in my hand
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I I highlight stuff. That's another thing. I started highlighting things. And,
2: yeah, like and
1: the, that actually opened up things as far as that made me really seek out um, art, different its it made me start listening to music it made me start listening to music different I started watching watching television different I started watching movies differently uh-huh. um around that time I started going to therapy, which I still do you know and uh, yeah it was a big big Ferguson. it was all Ferguson okay. it was such me man it was funny because there's people from Ferguson you wouldn't expect like Michael McDonald's from Ferguson. Yeah. Doobie, Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald, he's from Ferguson.
2: Okay. And
1: Kathleen Madigan is from Ferguson. Okay. And I've heard I've heard them both on two separate podcasts. Michael McDonald on Questlove's podcast, and Kathleen Madigan on a comedy podcast. And when they were both asked about it, I said, "Are you surprised this happened?" And both of them were like, "No, I'm surprised it took this long." <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah. It took me a while to find out Michael McDonald was white.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I knew that because my parents, my father, had Diddy Brothers out there. hmm Because of Michael McDonald. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I always knew mine is uh, Bobby Caldwell, like everybody else. Yeah. That was <laughs> that yeah. was a big one for me.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And Dusty Springfield, the girl, saying "Son of a Preacher Man." That's another
0: one. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Now, look her up. <laughs> <laughs> look her up. She did the, she did the same thing song for a different world. <laughs> look
0: her up. Look, look her little white self up. Look her up. <laughs> nah, man, not like this. <laughs> I just Googled her. Not like this. It's <laughs> 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 there was just too, there was too much soul in that song. No way. <laughs> isn't there? Isn't there? <laughs>
1: just like
0: there's a lot of soul in the Bobby Caldwell song. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it really messed me because I was listening to the, the Paddle of Bell joint. Uh, and he said it, and there was like, yeah, you know he's white, right? I am like, what? I was playing Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, what? Really? Damn, no. Get out of here. Looked it up. Oh, man. It's, I looked at the video. Pants was high. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's just, that just shows you our. Uh, how deep our influence is.
0: Yeah. No, you know, that I just cards.
1: saw Michael McDonald on a on a video singing on my own in his living room playing guitar. <laughs> 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 like that
2: song, that was a banger right there. That on my own, oh, that song was a
1: banger.
0: <laughs> Patty, was, Patty was on one with that big hair? That big hair don't care? No, it
1: was just well on the on the uh, on the thing, mm-hmm. on the it was Fallon, it was Jimmy Fallon's show where they were doing it from the house. It was just him at the house. I didn't know that he wrote the song. Oh. <laughs> for he wrote the song for her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That he, was, used pop, he used to pop up. I remember Aretha Franklin had a song, Ever Changing Times. Mm-hmm. And she's singing, and then out of nowhere, he comes in singing the hook for her. I was like, how'd this happen? <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't, but I don't care, because his, his voice just made it a banger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was that.
0: he has a very unique voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> really soulful, you know. Yeah. I watched the behind that Doobie Brothers behind the music and they all were like the minute he joined the band, they're like, Well, we're going in a new direction now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, going, we're going in a new direction.
0: <laughs> you say Michael McDonald was the Johnny Gill of the Doobie Brothers?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? That's a really good analogy. That's a really good analogy.
0: <laughs> like we grew up now. Yeah, it
1: was yeah, Johnny Johnny made the it was Johnny who made new Edition sound like grown ups. <laughs> You know, and they weren't kids no more when Johnny's on the group. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, they stopped being—they stopped being children.
0: <laughs> that grown. It takes that, that, is
1: a deep voice. All it takes is a deep, soulful voice.
0: <laughs> and willing to, to. Unbutton the first five buttons on your shirt. <laughs>
1: You—you yeah, you will immediately start unbuttoning your shirt when that happens. Let me just—let me just. Ooh, I'm hot. Let me just open the shirt up. <laughs>
0: Let me go and take this off real quick. I'm going to go in full wife beater
1: mode.
0: <laughs> the t-shirt. You know what's me. funny
1: I think about Ferguson? It seemed like Ferguson was a linchpin moment because a lot of things started happening after Ferguson. Did you notice that? Yeah. A lot of things started really kind of really took hold and took off right after Ferguson. And That's the thing I tell people about being woke. Where people are like, oh, I'm woke. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You say you are. You're not. You, and if you are, you don't want to be. Yeah. Once you once you truly become, and I'm doing air quotes, woke. Yeah. You don't like shit no more. <laughs> you, you can't be, you can't be unwoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like I, it's hard for me to watch sports. It's, it's so, you know, it's just it's hard to sometimes watch movies. Like this bullshit here. <laughs> <laughs> you see this? You, know? you
0: see this? It's yeah,
1: and you don't want to be—you don't want to be that person. I think I heard—I heard Coach say it the other day when he was a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about the disparity and what's happening as far as the impact of COVID on our community versus other communities. Yeah, and the fact that the fact that um, Trump is in charge, and he was talking to Chris Hayes, because chris you know, him and Chris Hayes are close, so Chris Hayes will bring him on out of nowhere just to talk about something. Mm-hmm. It's like I wanted to talk to Tom Hosley about this, so he'll bring Tom Hosley on. And he was, at some point in the interview, he was like, "You know, you know, I'm because I'm tired of saying this, and I know people are tired of hearing me say this, but it's strictly the pursuit of white supremacy that got us to this point. You all understand that, right? You know, shit like shit like that. That's that's what it means to be woke. You just you can't not know. once you know it, you can't unknow it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the thing.
0: Yeah, I try. It becomes something Yeah, I try to um, like I reached my I reached my point yesterday, or it, it gets to like exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, because I try to I try yeah. to ignore it, but then it's like some things. I, and I, and and I and like you like I'm i in my uh in our conversation, I was like black, and you was like it's all people. But I was like it particularly They're irks folks. me is when it's when there's our people because I'm like yo, how can you like how can you be this blind <laughs> to like how can you? Oh, be- you have to,
1: you have to always remind yourself that we're not the only community that's doing this. You understand what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we're like, when, the one that irks me is when people say that we, this is a big one for me, is that we are somehow more homophobic than everybody else. We're not.
2: Yeah.
1: We are neither no more homophobic nor no less homophobic than any other group of society. We're just not. Mm-hmm. We're not better nor worse than any other group in society. You know, once you, understand, once you kind of, it, it took me reading um, Ibn Kendi to realize that one, that um, in order to be what's called really being an anti-racist, mm-hmm. which is what I think of myself as, I'm an anti-racist, I don't think any group is better than any other group, and I don't think any group is worse than any other group. You understand? Mm-hmm. We're all the same, which means that me as a black person, I don't say, well, black people are better better at that. We're not better. We're, we're the, if you're talking about something physically, maybe I can let that go. But as far as, I don't know, culturally, we're all the same. We just have different impactually. We have different impacts, you know. Mm-hmm. We have been negatively impacted by the, greater, by the greater white culture in a myriad of ways and it has impacted us uh, psychologically, physically, emotionally, you know, in, mm. a, in a, hundreds of ways. You know? Yeah. But that doesn't make us worse than You know?
0: Mm. We
1: all are on the same, we all should be on the same keel. Our society is not yet on the same keel. That's the problem. You see what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I say when, say black people it it's all of us now it being black people concerns us because we are black people yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what I that's what I mean by that I'm not on some uh, I'm not on some shit like that who's that Latin actress Chris Lambert would know her name Latin actress who anytime somebody starts talking about black women she always comes jumping in no 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 all women I'm like this. will say what I said <laughs> <laughs> so fuck I said? <laughs> no, no, no. Gina something, the actress. Where she had to go, she went on The Breakfast Club crying about how I love black people, basically.
0: Latin shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your...
1: You know, I, know, I don't feel anything against anything like this. You've seen that. You clearly have some sort of a problem with black people because you keep saying this shit. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, well, um... Uh, I'm I'm gonna ask you this and then I'm gonna go to wrap this up and quick about hit that hour. Um what is you know, your what is your thoughts on the um the presidential race? Uh, I I know we all had our favorite candidate before we ended up with Biden. Well but, my uh, horse
1: thoughts. was my horse was Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, she was my horse from the get go. I'm for I'm for positive steps forward and Elizabeth Warren was, was to me a positive step. I like shit she talked. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough for me. Yeah. She thought, Um in America. Not even America." The Democratic Party showed us that they're not, they're not going to back a woman. Yeah. Um, when it came down to when it came down to, to Bernie and Biden, listen, I'm not a. I wasn't a pro Biden dude.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: wasn't a pro either one of them two. Like I said, my horse was Elizabeth Warren.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: When it came down to Bernie and Biden. I did what every black person should do. You make a pragmatic decision. Okay? My decision was based on the fact that I know white people. (laughs) You understand? That's what I based my decision on. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of black people, we know white people. Mm -hmm. White people as a group are not going to vote for what could be called true progressivism. They never have. They've never done that. Never not once in the history of this country, have white people voted for true progressives. They don't do that. They don't do that. So all that shit that Bernie Sanders is talking, he will not get elected. There's no possible way. They're not going to vote for him. Yeah. They are not. <laughs> they will not. Because in order for something to be truly progressive, that means you have to share <laughs> yeah. with everyone, and they're not going to do that. They on they never have. Yeah. Show me where. <laughs> Just point, point to me where on the timeline that they've done that. They have not. The Democrats have never won a majority of the white vote. Never. Since 1964. Okay. Now, what happened in 1964 that would change everything? Well, that was the year that the Civil Rights Act was signed. Mm. And the minute that, and then the Voting Rights Act was signed the next year. And the minute those two things happened, they lost white people as a voting, voting platform. Period. And Lyndon Johnson said that was going to happen. By the way, yeah. <laughs> you can have you can have single singular white person. You know, I'm married to one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have them. I have them in my family. I love my in laws. I have them in my family. But my in laws, my wife, and my in laws, they don't represent the greater white America. That's yeah. Even as Andy Klein, I love Andy Klein. Yeah, he, he doesn't, and Andy will tell you that <laughs> right, to, right to your face. Yeah, you know they just they just don't. You know the thirty the 40 30, percent that vote Democrat, those are the, those are the people I'm fucking with. Yeah, but that sixty percent they don't give a fuck about, <laughs> <They> don't <laughs> fuck about. about the rest of us. Yeah, they don't fuck about it. By the way, that forty percent ain't really all the way down. With. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't go, they don't go talk to that sixty percent, and try to get them straight. They just, oh, you know, that's just their opinion. I still love them. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I'm just gonna mind my business. I'm gonna sit in my car. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit in my car. So that's
1: why I went. With, that's why I went with Biden. Like, this is a guy i gonna vote for. You know. Yeah. And Andy said it best one time. To me, Biden is a return to the status quo, which I don't want. I want a movement forward. Yeah. You know, which is why I was Hillary Clinton. Like Hillary Clinton is a movement beyond the status quo. Yeah. A huge movement. First Barack Obama, now Hillary Clinton. That's two gigantic steps beyond the status quo. We're, we're making progress. Yeah. You know, my stupidity was I thought we were over the hump.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, that, and, I felt the same way, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, and what uh, and again it was ever Kendi who said you always have to remember is that all the progress that we're making racially, culturally, all the progress that we're moving forward, you know, gay people getting stuff, at the same time we're making progress, there's another group that is equally working at the exact same time to retard that progress, you know. So it's like two cars driving down the street equal to each other, Mm -hmm. you know. At the same time you're making progress, at the same time the people who are trying to stop that progress are working against it, you know. And usually they're working in a darkened space where you don't see it. Yeah, you know, hence hence all the voter suppression and stuff like that that has happened you know mm. at um, the same time we've been voting and stuff like that mm. all these voter suppressionary tactics were put into place and look how they fucked Hillary Clinton in the next election look how they fucked the community mm. and then think about this after that happened who did our allies point the finger at and say we'll fuck this up who who they point the finger at
0: oh us, of course
1: Exactly. These <laughs> are <laughs> like, supposed, yeah. <laughs> supposed to be our allies. This is what I'm talking about. You know?
0: Yeah. I had to. Like, um... well,
1: you need to go talk you need to go talk to your sisters and your and your brothers who voted for this bullshit. This is on y'all. This ain't on us.
0: Yeah. Especially once. <laughs> the... I have
1: no qualms saying that. This is on y'all. This ain't got shit
0: to do with us. It's funny, when you look at the numbers, when he finally pulled the, the raw data out, the, you break it down by mm-hmm. the numbers, and it was like 90% black men, 90% black women, over 90% black women, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 53% white oh, women.
2: <laughs> 6%,
0: 6% of, 6%
1: of um, black women voted for Donald Trump. That's 1 in 20. Yeah. 6%, okay? Thirteen percent of black men, okay, which seems like a high number, but it's really only 1 in 10. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's really only one in ten. Thirty percent of Latinos voted. Mm-hmm. I don't know the breakdown inside as far as men and women, but I know it's thirty percent of Latinos, three out of ten. But look at white people. Yeah, sixty percent of white men, fifty percent of white women. That's more than half voted for this. It's all y'all, man.
0: Yeah. And they got <laughs> quiet once the numbers came out too. Like once the numbers came out, they're like, "Hey, you know, shit happens. Whatever. Look, yeah. you want a casserole? Yeah." yeah. <laughs>
1: I got into it with, uh, I got into it with, um, I can't think of that comic's name, Older White Lady. She's slim, blonde-haired. Um, the only reason I say this is because it was, it was I don't I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it was public. Um, I can't think of her name. You would know if you saw her. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like the fact that people say it was white women. I'm like, well, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know try to give you. it should try to give you any other reason other than that. I'm like, no, it was. It, it was. It, look at the data. The data is just. Well, the data is just kind of like the data is not skewed or twisted. That's some white hotep shit. The data is not skewed or twisted. Like, or the data is the data. Yeah. <laughs> the, data, the data is the data. You do whatever you want with. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. The numbers are the numbers. Well,
1: black men. Well, black men. I'm like, yeah, one in ten. I'm telling you. I looked at the data. <laughs> and by the way, black folks, we handle ours. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, that
1: that one in t- that one in ten black man, he ain't getting invited to nobody's house no more. You fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Go be with them motherfuckers. Yeah. You know that one that one in twenty black women, she ain't invited him in the barbershop or the beauty shop no more. I'm fucking, yeah out. Yeah. That's it. We we'll take done. care of ours. <laughs> yeah. Think about think about your family. How many? That's when they said I used to talk about them on stage after this happened. And when they were like, "It's gonna be a rough Thanksgiving," I'm like, "Not for black people." No, we're good. We're good over here. <laughs> we're, we're fine. We're all on the same page. <laughs> y'all was the problem. It was y'all shit. Because you've been for all these years, you've been saying, you know, your uncle can just say that shit and it's okay. Okay. Well, here you
0: are. <laughs> here we are. Do you, but do you do you think? Um. Well, okay. I, I know that I said this, this is gonna be the last one, but I have two, I have two. Cause, Cause, I like your insight. Okay. Um, uh, do you do you think America learned their lesson in these four years?
2: No. <laughs> no, no.
1: No. 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 America's like a hard. America's like a hard-headed child. I'm not. I'm not for beating children anymore. But I don't. I don't do that at all. But America. America. But I can see the appeal of it. Yeah. <laughs> America's like a hard-headed child that needs a whooping. Yeah. <laughs> now this was this was the whooping, but being hard this this whole four years has been the whooping, but being hard-headed, she'll still touch the stove.
2: Yeah
1: and by the way, people, I do not advocate whipping children anymore at all. <laughs> some slavery shit. That's some slavery bullshit that needs to be squelched. And black people are not the only ones who beat their kids. that's some that's some religious bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> which is nonsensical crap.
0: I watch a lot of I watch a lot of Springer. where, did, where the backstory is? My daddy used to whoop me, and it was a white guy yeah. with his shirt off, yeah. with mouth mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it's fucking ridiculous. It's
0: a, well, beating me kept me out of jail. did it? Yeah. But there's
1: a lot of motherfuckers in
0: jail. I'm sure
1: all of them got with. It.
0: Like I, I think, I think Biden could pull it out. I think Biden could pull it out, but I'm so scared of
1: Yeah, you should
0: be. Yeah, of like I believe really, This country
1: this country is um they're apathetic. They don't believe in anything in Hamatol. They don't give a fuck about the black community. I'm talking as a group. Yeah. Not again, not singly, individually. I'm talking as a group. Don't give a fuck about um underserved populations. They don't. If they did, they wouldn't be. Populations wouldn't be underserved. That's how you know. <laughs> the population wouldn't be underserved if they cared, you know? Uh, how long has Flint's water been fucked up now? How many years is this? How many years are we come up
0: on? Um, close to 12? Maybe, like, no, no, not 12.
1: Uh, that, shit could, that shit could be done. That shit could have been fixed in months. Did they fix it? No. They don't care. As yeah. a group, they don't care. They just want shit to go away. Just, I don't want to have to think about it, and I don't want to have to spend my money on it. Even though I benefit from it, oh. I'm making money, benefit as a beneficiary of this system. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to spend any money to fix this system, mm-hmm. so that so that the system is equitable for everybody. So no. Well, also a short short answer is nope. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No, no, uh-huh. no. Like Andy says, uh, uh, Biden winning would be. Return to normal, but at this point, normal would again be a quantum step forward.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> how far, far back we went. Back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Is he uh, like this dude is really like a big, a big, you know, them big ass thick pencils your kid, um, your kids learn mm-hmm. how to write with when they first learn how to write them big yeah. thick pencils and a yeah. thick ass eraser? He's just one big ass eraser and he just erases. Right. <laughs> Right, right. He just, yeah, you're right. He's like Thanos. You're right. He just got all the affinity yeah, Stones.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not just him though. It's the whole Republican Party. Yeah. He's just a. He's just a, so he's the obvious conclusion. Again, I thought we were past it. hmm But this the election, the apathy of, of so-called liberals, the third-party liberals, the Russian assets, as you like to call them, assets. The apathy.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the apathy of them showed me that this that again, White folks man.
0: <laughs> I saw something else too. Um, it was an article. Some, somebody posted the article, but it was back in 2016 when Diddy said during the 2016 election, he said, We were shortchanged during the Obama administration. Black people should hold their vote and hold the Democrats uh, accountable and make them work for our votes in 2016.
1: Okay. What does he want? He just said this this a couple weeks ago. Okay. Tell him what the black agenda is, did he? No. Tell him what it is. We are 13% of the population. Okay. Again, that is not being pragmatic. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have somebody, so you're going to not vote. Somebody's going to get elected. And then the policies that they put in place are going to negatively impact you for generations. What have you solved? Tell me what you've solved.
0: We're going to get the black agenda.
1: What's the agenda? What, you know what agenda have you solved? What agenda have you moved forward? Tell me what it is. You
0: know, you know the agenda. We're going to make it work for our vote.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I always okay. say. It.
1: I mean, I guess. Tell me what. Tell me what the agenda is, and tell me how you how you expect to move that agenda forward. You say, okay, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to vote for you. Okay, good. Now what? So what happened next? Okay, so this is this is. You've heard me ask people this. I ask my daughters all the time. I ask myself this a lot now. What's the next thing? What, what's the next thing? What happens next? Yeah. Okay. What What happens next? Does no one play chess anymore?
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nice check.
1: Jesus Christ! When you when you play spades, you have a plan in mind when you're throwing cards out. So what's the next thing?
2: Yeah. All
1: right. So what happens? Okay. So we don't vote. Fine. What's the next thing? What happens then? We hold our vote over the Democrats' head, and then the Republicans win. And then more insane policies are put in place that are going to negatively impact my my child and my child's child. Wow, we won. <laughs> you, you won. I
0: always would, would say that we always shortchange ourselves because um, when, when they do talk about the black agenda, it's always something, it always goes into the form of criminal justice. And I always say, we're bigger than criminal justice reform. We're bigger than that. Like mm-hmm. We can we can have that and then a little bit more, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we, that's, that's a part of it. Yeah. That's a part of it. But you're not talking about reform. You're talking about a whole system. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just, we should get black people out. I'm going to get this singular black person out of jail, Kim, Kim Kardashian. I'm going to get this singular black person. You're talking about a whole system. What are you going to do to change the system, you know? How are you gonna change that system when you have allowed Republicans to be by not voting, you now allow Republicans to be in place in plant as many judges as they want. How do you plan on changing that system? You don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're negatively impacted by it. That's in what, both big and small.
0: That's what that's what bothers that's me with the um the Obama accountability argument, like well he ain't do nothing for the black community. Like first of all, y'all didn't do nothing for him because y'all didn't even vote yeah. during the midterms and the in the other um intermediate elections that's mm-hmm. happening during his like every time there was another election the the republicans yeah. were gaining more and more seats while y'all more, sitting more back more. <laughs> and, and arguing and like uh, I always said that the obama the obama administration was one of the greatest civil civil social studies classes cuz it taught you how important right. each branch of government really is right, um, right. cuz you didn't right. I, I didn't know that a, a senator I didn't know you know, uh, this, the, the,
1: the power the Senate has.
0: Yeah, like the majority lead could be like, yo, I, I see, I see, you put me, gave me a judge to nominate, but I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to do it.
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah. what this, so there's, there's a couple things we learned from this election is that everything this country believes in is a lie. All these these bases of fairness and all that—that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And all these rules they have in place in in, in that run the government—they're just gentlemen's agreements. Yeah, there's not really. I thought I'm not going to do. I'm just not going to do that.
0: You'd mm. be like, Why? I'm, not do that. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna put your this this is a nice uh this is a nice Supreme Court justice you put in front of me. It'd be a shame if I you know. recessed the Senate.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna do that. And then you have you know, um people who wanna play by the rules of honor, or they, or the thing where they tell us is you gotta take the high road, which is bullshit. Yeah. You gotta take the high road. The high road's not a play, it doesn't exist. That's not a thing that exists. Yeah.
2: That's
1: not a thing that exists. Like somehow you're gonna, you can't shame somebody who is shameless. Yeah. You think Mitch McConnell gives a fuck what you think about him? He's should <laughs> You He don't give a fuck what you think about him. So what you gonna, you gonna shame? Him? How you gonna shame him? You think you can shame Donald Trump? He doesn't give a fuck what you think about him. Yeah. If you, if he did, he wouldn't lie every other fucking word out of his mouth is a lie.
0: No. Who's your um? Who's your and last question? I'm gonna wrap this up. All right. Who is? Okay. Who would you want to see? Because I feel like Biden, as far as the black community, when it comes to mm-hmm. issues and stuff of like that, I said this on Rod's post because he because that's when he was like, I demand justice for Ahmed, mm-hmm. Ahmed Arbor. Yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, he he's shooting 100% of his shots right now when it comes to the black community, he's killing it right now, he's the one. Yeah, it.
1: yeah. yeah like, he's going for his. <laughs>
0: I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, the only way he could fuck this up. Is the VP pick?
1: Yeah, he'll oh. fuck it up. <laughs>
0: they're
1: gonna, they're gonna fuck it up. It's not gonna be him that's gonna fuck it up. It's gonna be the people around him. No. I can already hear the shit. They think, and this is this is the this is the miscalculation that Democrats do all the time. They think that they have to court the white vote. Okay, again, mm. no Democrat has won the white vote since 1964. Fuck them. Okay, yeah. what you need to do is to court. What I call right-minded white folks, okay, you got to get them, and you got to get them out, and you have to support the communities of color and make sure that they that they are engaged and they they are out, okay. And I'm not blaming communities of color because they put the obstacles that we have to go through just to vote are insane, okay. Just to vote are insane. So I I never I am not one. I've lost friends with black people because I don't like when black people blame black people for not voting. That's fucking insanity. Half the country don't vote, <laughs> okay? I'm not going to allow us. We ha- Half the country don't vote, and they don't have obstacles squarely in front of them designed to stop them that everybody knows is designed to stop them, and no one moves out of their way. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And yet, strangely, we keep showing up. We do our part. <laughs> okay? We keep showing up. They ain't going to let nobody turn around. <laughs> we, do, we do our part. You know, um, engage those groups, support those groups, make sure those groups are taken care of, uh, make sure those groups are enthusiastic about you, make sure those groups are enthusiastic to come out. That's how you win. That's how Barack Obama won. Barack Obama didn't win because of the white community. Barack Obama won because every other community joined in with joined in with right-minded white folks, like my in-laws. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know,
1: joined in with with right-minded white folks. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Who, who So
1: you engage those communities. Fuck these people in the Midwest. I don't give a fuck about them. Yeah. I'm supposed to care about you, dumb motherfucker, who don't want to leave your little shitty podunk town. Get the fuck out of here, man. Go to where the jobs are.
2: <laughs> 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 go
1: go to where, And I say that now because they had an opportunity to vote for somebody who gave a fuck about
2: them. Yeah. You
1: know? Hillary Clinton told me, I have a plan for you. I don't want you to have to go down into a coal mine anymore. I don't want that for your children. I don't want that for your children. I want your children to have something better. Let's give your children some job training so they don't have to go down and shake hands with the devil, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hoping that the shit don't don't catch on fire or fall down around them. You know what they told her? Fuck you, woman. Well, fuck you, man. You're an idiot. I don't I don't have time to try to convince you.
0: Yeah. And the first thing <laughs> you, you want to go
1: down into the earth. Good, great, go. and,
0: and the first thing the Trump administration did was take away the black lung um, protection that Barack Obama of course. put in place.
1: Of course he did. <laughs>
0: That's how you think of though. <laughs> of
1: course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. And they're happy for it. And they're happy. They're happy that he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you think I give a fuck about I don't f I'm telling you I don't give a fuck about those people. I do not. <laughs> I, do not. I do not. They don't give a fuck about me. Yeah. <laughs> they so, think they think I'm taking something from them. So fuck them I'm not one to be, and any more in my life would be like I got to get these people on my side. I don't care.
0: No.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't care. Uh,
0: who's your That's um, why. Unf- that's,
1: why I, that's why I unfriend people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care.
0: Who's your um? So who who would you want to see as his v, v, VP pick?
1: Stacey Stacey Abrams. <laughs> that's,
0: that's her. That's the only choice.
1: Her uh, her pet plan is voter suppression. So you have somebody in, in the White House, in the government, the second in command, who's working on voter suppression, fighting voter suppression, which is in which my opinion is all Democrats need. It's all Democrats you take away the vote you take away any type of voter suppression, Republicans do not win another election. They don't. They don't have anything to stand on. Mm. They don't have anything to stand. On. They have no policies that they can rest themselves on. Take away voter suppression. They lose election after election after election. So we need that kind of person in the White House as a, as a VP. Yeah. So she's my choice. My choice for Attorney General is Kamala Harris. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, with her background, the community can hold her feet to the fire as far as true criminal justice reform. She worked within a system that was fucked up. She's seen it from inside out. She made some fucked up moves herself. All right. So let's let's see her. Work to correct the system, and let's see to what she does. I want Elizabeth Warren to have some sort of place in the, in the in in the administration. I don't particularly want her as vice president. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah. Because of her age, the next vice president we need to be thinking about this person can be president. Yeah. So it needs to be somebody young and vital. I don't want it to be Stacey Abrams. If, if, if if they and they're probably going to pick Stacey Klobuchar or that or the Detroit. If they pick somebody like that, a white woman, that tells you they don't give a fuck about woman. Well, we know they don't particularly give a fuck about black people, but mm-hmm. they're they're gambling on white people, and you can't gamble on white people, man. You can you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> they've not given you anything to gamble on. <laughs> they haven't shown you anything. They haven't shown you anything to say this is. A, and again, I'm talking against a group. They haven't shown you that this is a group that we can back. They've not they've never done that. Yeah i ain't gonna
0: start now. Fuck that. In, in my <laughs> Tiffany Cross voice, the black people got you in Biden. The black people got you. Exactly. In. <laughs> you exactly. owe us, preferably black women. You
1: goddamn, You are goddamn right. That, that <laughs> has to count for something.
0: That has to count for something. Yeah. Like we came, hey, we came out in droves for you. <laughs> you, yeah. you better. Specifically for you. <laughs> because um, it was not it was the article.
1: Not just for you. We came out. For, we came out for ourselves because we know what it is. Yeah. You know, she put you ain't listening to us. We're telling you what your people are. You just don't want
0: to believe it. She was yeah. put, they put out an article and um, she, she retweeted an article and then she was like, they showed sure like moving us out the paint. And it was like Amy Globachar, Elizabeth Warren, and it was like two other like white people. They were like, uh, we might need these people as VP. And like, whoo, they show sure like moving us out the way.
2: They sure do. <laughs> they sure do.
1: You better start looking, for, you better start finding, You go hunt around and find you a black woman. Yeah. You
0: better go find you one. <laughs> <laughs> she's, my, she's my new favorite follow on Twitter, uh, Tiffany Cross. Yeah, she, she's she, good. Yeah, <laughs>
1: she's real good. I've been following her for
0: a while. She's yeah. really good. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, um, yeah I, I wonder, um, yeah, I think uh, it, was, it, it was either between, uh, I, it had, for me, I always had to be a woman, and it was between um, Warren Harris and or uh uh Abrams. Those are only three choices. And um and I rather those are three
1: solid those are three solid choices. Yeah.
0: It, and um and and the only reason why I, I don't trust the Harris pick is because how, how quickly um the community turned on her and or how quickly the Russian assets came in z- zoning on her right. about her right. her her record right. as a prosecutor, even right. though Amy Klobuchar right. has the same as that record. And uh, <laughs> same
1: exact and matter of fact even Klobuchar is worse yeah and she's like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I don't know what you're talking
0: about no one bats an eye at
1: least Kamala Harris is like yeah I did it and uh, here's why yeah <laughs> here's why and global chart was like, yeah, I didn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't bitch. first of you all, know, what the fuck
0: about. You want to hear a soccer mom joke? I have a soccer mom joke. Anybody if want to hear a soccer mom joke, I got a soccer mom yeah. joke. <laughs> what the fuck we're about. She's so yeah. funny, guys.
1: Those are three. Those are three good, solid choices.
0: Yeah, because I had,
1: just feel like the, I wanted Elizabeth Warren to be president, and at that point, I was like. Whoever she picks for vice president, I'm fine. I was hoping she would pick like Julian Castro. Yeah. I like the shit that he's talking. <laughs> I was hoping that she would pick him, hometown guy from San Antonio, also. But I like the shit that he talks. Yeah. Um, like I was hoping she would pick him, <laughs> you know, as her as her VP. He mm-hmm. was like, fucking perfect. You know, not Cory Booker. I think Cory Booker should be a lion in the Senate. We don't have lions in the Senate, and I think he could do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you don't want. You, I don't think you want to take too many seats away to uh, no. leave up the chance. No,
1: you know. not. <laughs> no, you know. not. So I would like, we need like a like a Ted Kennedy voice in the Senate and I thought it would be Cory Booker.
2: hmm
1: Like a lion, a guy who's going to be in a battle, you know, throw hands. And if Kamala doesn't get picked and she says in the Senate, she could be that. So yeah, I'm man. not, either way,
0: <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah. Well, if else, Warren but. had said she wanted her to be her vice president, I'd be like, okay. No. No. <laughs> I mean, Don't get me wrong, again if bernie said, look, I I like a lot of Bernie's policies. Mm-hmm. So if he had, if 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 I thought people would vote for him, I'd have been like, yeah, vote for Bernie. But Pim ain't gonna no vote for him. Yeah, out of here,
0: man. And and <laughs> and he's a Russian asset. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm like, <laughs> like you know, I like his, I like his policies. You know, I just you know, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I like I like his fans are fucking fucking idiots, but that ain't gonna
0: happen. Yeah, a lot of his um, a lot of his supporters are borderline. were like borderline Trump supporters anyway. Absolutely, They're like masking as Bernie supporters because they figured Bernie Absolutely. was the weaker candidate. Uh, Absolutely, you know, and, and and some people are just too blind to see that. It's like look. I mean, it's like well, no, because technically, uh, you know, the Democratic Party—they cheated. Like, no, 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 you don't, get, no, you, don't no, get no. No. you don't get blown out. You don't get blown out of, of Super Tuesday, okay? That's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not,
1: it's not how shit
0: with Like, like I could understand the whole Michael Bloomberg thing, but Elizabeth Warren killed him in in one yeah, debate. Y'all, yeah. She
1: fucking. He offended her on so many levels. She was like, "I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know you ain't gonna be here." (laughs) When she was on stage, and she was like, "We have a rapist," and I'm talking about, I was waiting on her to just point at him. I'm talking about this motherfucker (laughs) right here, (laughs) (laughs) educated motherfucker from the bank. I was waiting on her to do that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: she just, she she just.
1: This goes way deeper than Elizabeth Warren. I'm taking everybody down. (laughs) Yeah, like, she she didn't know much, but
0: she knew he wasn't going nowhere. She yeah, she like, okay, you can. Oh, okay, this, this, nah. Let me look out. Let, let women always do. Let me look out for you one more time. Uh, <laughs> me, if I'm gonna go out, let me go out with a bang. Listen, <laughs> drop. Yeah. ether.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, like because got
2: him right out the paint.
0: Yeah, because it was like it was crazy how like he got in. How did, that like if if it was something like that where the Democratic the DNC changed the rules to get to to comfortably place somebody like a Michael Bloomberg right. and and right. the other guy in Tom Steyer in, uh, I could yeah. say okay, I feel you, Bernie supporters. That's what happened. But that's not what happened. Y'all got blown yeah. out in every poll. Blown out. <laughs> blown
1: out? You just, got blown, you just got blown out. You just got blown out. Yeah. That's it. You just got beat.
0: Yeah,
2: and it's
1: okay. And then when they got beat. And then when he got beat, what did it become? It became, well, black people just don't know better. Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> it became. Well, they just don't know any better. Really? Yeah. Which is a, a Trump-supporting Fox News talking point. <laughs> so right. you go from being a Bernie Sanders supporter to a Fox News talking point. So what are you getting your information right. from? And some of these same people right. who are Bernie supporters... I also Tulsi Garrett supporters and I'm like, yo, yep. none of the y'all don't see like they, they um and even like even if Bernie's not a Russian asset, right? Let's just say he's not a Russian asset. He he's already been brief on yeah. the fact that Russia's trying to help him. And unlike the guy that's in the office, he, he knows how to play the game politically and it was like, Oh no, he I I
1: you can be a, you can be an unwitting asset yeah yeah he was like nope i <laughs> i want russia
0: he was like russia i want you to stop doing what you're doing right now unlike what trump did he was like oh no you know whatever but he could be you know an yeah. asset you know um nonetheless but he's just a smarter one to try to cover up his right. traps but it's like they all have the same posture and the same look and they all have these weird strange talking points that you know that they all repeat over and over again. Um and it's it's crazy, and, and I'm like, I don't understand how y'all could just not not, not like see this <laughs> or hear this and say this Ruh. this isn't right. Like, we're never going to be Ruh. A, we're never going to be a country that's not at war because we're in so many places that we need to Ruh. be at. <laughs> you know, so that's not going to happen. Like. If we're not there, you know what happens. We're they come. Like, we're
1: in like seventy spots around the world right now. Yeah, something crazy like that.
0: And if we're not there, yeah. here's here's the trip part. If they if you start pulling and deploying um, deploying troops out of those countries, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to come to us. I don't know. Do you want them? Yeah. Do, you want, do you want do you want do you want do you want Saudi Arabia <laughs> coming to America yeah. to fight us? Are you prepared for that type of war? No.
1: <laughs> they think they think they are. Yeah, they are. You tell these fucking hillbillies running around with these guns on outside of state
0: houses, they think they are, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're, We're there for a reason. You, we're, we're not there because, yeah. you know, there's a timeshare vacation spot. We're there for a reason. So this is why all these talking points that people are spewing, like, it'd be good. They're like, no, 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 it's not going to be good. No, we wouldn't. <laughs>
2: no, we
0: wouldn't. You, cry, you crying about your dog. Getting, you, you crying about your dog. Can you imagine when they take your dog and beheaded in front of you? <laughs> You're like, no! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for fun they don't want to hear it yeah so I don't know man I don't know man uh, well, uh, real quick give the people um, your uh, social media and i definitely going to have you back again uh, your social media you how to get in contact with them
1: Randolph Terrence on Instagram uh, Real Talk For You on uh, Twitter and uh, Randolph Terrence on Facebook um, you can check out some of my writers I've slowed down on on writing for myself because I, I write a lot overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check out some of my work I do on Get Up DC. Uh, with my man Reese Waters and I post it you now and then. I need to give you your flowers. You were really supportive of me when I first got the job, oh, and uh, I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten that uh, you, my wife, and you guys are really, really supportive oh, yeah. uh, when I didn't think I could do it. You know, I'm like, no, you're gonna be fine. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm still there. <laughs> I think I said it. I quote because you like it was a tip job. I'm like, uh, if you if you make it past thirty days, you're already in there. <laughs> yeah. Did you? I like got my official offer I'm still, letter. I'm like, told you.
1: <laughs> I'm still there, you know. And I gotta give you give you flowers too. It's been a real pleasure of mine watching you uh, grow as a grow as a comic. You were shaky there for a little while. You were shaky for a minute. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Watching you grow has been a real pleasure. It's been a real pleasure of mine.
0: Uh, thanks,
1: man. Um, it seemed like that. From the minute you did that spot with uh, Lil Rel, mm-hmm. it's been like a complete turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, Rel got me straight real complete quick.
1: Complete turnaround. <laughs> yeah. It's really been Do you know you man? Just trying to trying to keep moving. Thing. I'm really I'm really pleased watching watching you come up. I'm really pleased watching you come up. Because the Lord knows I ain't going nowhere no more. I got to live by to through, through you young bucks.
0: I'm at I'm at that age. Oh man, nah, man, you still Hey look, you doing you do a jumping push-ups. I'm like, "Yo, you like, this this is good for your breast meat." I'm like, "Excuse me?" You're <laughs> like, "As a 51, this is good for your breast meat." I'm like, "Hold on, so you talking about I can get rid of my eight cups if I just do jumping push-ups?" hold on. <laughs> I mean, so- it
1: helps you know.
0: <laughs> I did like three. <laughs> yeah. I did like three. I'm like, oh, that's enough. That's good enough for government work.
2: There you
0: go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. I'm, a, I'm a have you. I'm definitely going to have you back again, and um, I'll be talking to definitely. you. Definitely, uh, man. I'll be talking to you soon one more time. Everybody, I got a soundboard. Uh, yeah, give it up hey, for uh, uh, oh, uh, Randolph Terrace one more time. And uh, we'll be right back on the Mike Radio podcast. And we back, y'all. And we back, y'all. And we back, y'all. <laughs> That's my man Randolph Terrence Randolph T Yeah man Hope y'all enjoyed the conversation Just a good old fashioned Black man black man conversation Hope y'all enjoyed it um, I enjoyed it Always good to You know get schooled. Um, always good to get schooled By uh, people that you respect And, uh, and admire In this game I'm just trying to, uh, as always, I want y'all to go out and support. He has an album, too, um, not just me. Uh, he has an album. called Blue Magic. Uh, Randolph Terrence is on Amazon. It's on iTunes. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Download it. Pay for it. Yeah, that man some love. Also, three guys on podcast, um, 3GL. I'm one of the sock puppets, or one of the guests is um, routinely on. So go ahead and check out that show on Podbeam, iTunes, Amazon. Uh, check out their Patreon. Um, go on my website, o O-L-M-I-K-E-B. Go check out the, uh, the Black Guy Who Tips episode. I'm on one of the episodes. Um, go and check that out as well. Um, be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your butt. I don't know what this episode drops. I'll probably be back at work. Y'all probably be back at work. Try to get back to some um, new norm. Um, But that being said, wear a mask and be respectful of everybody else's space. Um, Until again, until we meet again, everybody, uh, we out.
1: Hey, it's your girl, Trady Shade. When I'm not hosting comedic Relief at Wonderland Ballroom, you can catch me listening
0: to the Open Mic Radio Podcast.